Welcome, Earthlings, to episode 6 of the Peace, Love and Prosperity podcast. I am the High Street Banker. Today we're going to be talking about fear, but just a quick bit of housekeeping. So as always, the opinions of the podcast are mine, myself, and not anything relating to the firm that I happen to work for. Secondly, we're recording this from the back of my wife's car today instead of my car. My car's now filled with uh, stuff to go to charity shops, and I can't get in the back of it, so we're in the back of my wife's car. The sound is slightly different because my hair has grown long enough now that it's now touching the headlining permanently and is making a rustling noise, highly irritating. So hopefully you won't pick up too much lap, but you might. So, quick introduction around fear. In one of the Stephen Scow films, I'm a huge fan of the first five, and they're great fun in a violent kind of way. But one of the stooges, while he's being hunted down by Stephen, um, comes across a message that says, The fear of death is worse than death itself. Now, while I never want to go and actually try out this particular idea, I think it's probably got a point to it. So, that's what we're going to be going through. Now, I've gone through the idea of fear quite a lot. Some time ago, I was paralysed by indecision. So, that was fear of getting making the wrong decision. So, I've put quite a lot of investment into understanding what that's all about. My main references have been uh, Sue Jeffers' book around fear. It's really, really, really good. Um, it's one of my psychologist customers talked to me about it. We swapped a few book ideas and this is one they gave to me and I suggest it to many people. The next one is Tim Ferriss's TED chat about stoicism. So stoicism, we always think about someone standing with their chin out and shoulders back and looking stoic. There's an entire culture around stoicism and it's well worth investigating. But Tim Ferriss's TED talk is really good about that. And then the last thing is Elizabeth Gilbert, um, who had the hit book, Eat, Pray, Love. Chris Evans off the radio. He's got some fantastic book recommendations. And all of these people are an influence on what I'm talking about today. So we'll move on to the next. Fear. Wikipedia says fear is an emotion induced by perceived danger or threat, which causes physiological Physiological, I can't pronounce it. Physic, physic, <laughs> physiological changes and ultimately behavioural changes, such as fleeing, hiding, or freezing from perceived traumatic events. Is this useful? The answer is yes. Um, if you're at a cliff edge, if you're about to eat poison fruit. You come across an axe-wielding murderer. You're looking into the mouth of a lion. You're playing with crocodiles. You're standing on an unstable platform. Climbing ladders, full stop. Being sensible is not being fearful. But being fearless is like being a toddler on a bunch of shaky objects like tables and chairs stacked on top of one another with a knife in one hand and a doll in the other trying to reach the top shelf to go and get the easter eggs is fear relevant only once it's been rashly compared to the risk of life ending consequences versus the reward of success two the cost of fear does your fear expand the scope of your ambitions give you energy and inspiration to be the best you no at its best Fear prevents immediate death. At worst, it paralyzes the soul. Any ambition is tempered to 
for only what can definitely be achieved. Any failure is deemed to have a life-ending consequence. But of course, it doesn't, and no failure does have a life-ending consequence. The emotion of perceived and not qualified fear has taken control of rational you. Number three, who's in charge? Most of the time, we let our memories recycle and revolve around our head and just go for the same emotional re-evaluation of the ideas. Do you remember back to our mind management in previous pods? We talked about the supercomputer that does automated tasks like opening doors, walking, those kind of things. We talked about the fast brain that makes fast, inaccurate decisions. Its almost sole purpose these days is to check for oncoming traffic and swerve out the way. And we talked about the human that programs a supercomputer so it doesn't have to ask the fast thinking brain. It does these things automatically. If we don't analyze our fears correctly, they will just recycle. So how do we manage those? Four, how do we take charge? We write out the fear and what the worst case scenario is. Two, we look at what actions we can take to lower the risk and lower the fear. Three, part A, what good will come out of standing still and doing nothing? Coming off, everything going well. Or a part failure, part success. Or a full failure. What good will come out of those things? B, what bad will occur? If I do anything, if I do absolutely nothing, what is the worst thing that will happen? And I tell you, it'll be outweigh the worst thing that will happen if you fail in the other direction. C, evaluate both and then make a qualified and rational decision based upon the scales of failure, success, part failure, part success. Five, the world is yours. So welcome again to the first day of the rest of your life. Here's some stories to support you. So we spoke previously about Sylvester Stallone and when he was signing the Rocky contracts. So he's absolutely got nothing at all. Yeah, he's got no food. He had to sell his dog to pay for his food. But he had this script that he wrote out about Rocky Balboa. And he got offered a fair amount of money to sell the script and let Rhino Neal star in it or someone like that. But instead, he battled his fear, battled his hunger, battled his poverty. And he said, what's going to happen if I don't do this? He's just going to end up with a few pounds in his pocket and not do it. What happened because he rationally thought about how he could manage his fear and manage the anguish around that? He made the film, he starred in the film, then starred in a whole handful and then some more further on, and it made him a superstar. You know, along with Schwarzenegger, his biggest box office of the 80s, until Seagal came along. The next one is Warner Brothers. This was a recent story for me. The Warner Brothers' father was a Polish guy, and uh, the village he lived in was being invaded on a regular basis. People murdered left, right and centre taken away for slavery, um, real barbarian type events. His friend, deemed to be the village idiot, 
disappeared and went to uh, Hamburg, caught a, a boat to America and sent him a letter back saying everything in America was wonderful. He weighed up his options. He absolutely had nothing. He left his wife and child behind and went off to America and then he brought them over a year later. He had a really tough time, but he really soaked it up. He was stoic. And in the end, his sons created one of the biggest film studios in the history of cinema, Warner Brothers. Amazing story. It's available on Audible, uh, Bullets and something other title. Really, really, really good. The third one, Jeff Bezos. So Jeff Bezos, I was introduced to him via my mum. She was watching Oprah Winfrey one day. And uh, the guy who invented Amazon was on there. And he was bored being a stockbroker, you know. He's earning decent money, but he was not really contributing, he felt. So he decided, how do I get into the internet? How do I make something useful? I know I'll deliver books. Well, the paper that this is written on, my, my special yellow dyslexic paper, was ordered by Amazon. Okay, pretty much... Most things over the last few uh, weeks in lockdown have been ordered via Amazon. And that's where we are. You know, Without Jeff Bezos' bravery, without him conquering his fear and managing his fear, we wouldn't have Amazon and I wouldn't have my yellow paper. Epilogue. We're six episodes in. I've covered most of my core lessons that I wanted to get out there and if I died tomorrow, I think I've left what I need to leave in order to move humanity forward a little bit. However, we continue. If you've got anything you would like me to discuss, I have an opinion on everything. It's not necessarily right, but I have an opinion on everything. Feel free to email me um, via the links on the, uh, on the site. The next episode will cover what happens after lockdown. Will we revert, regress or prosper? What will today's you do to make tomorrow's you better? After the lockdown, you know, things will not necessarily be the same. They will be different. There will be opportunities. At the moment, there are a large number of us with more time than we've ever had. Are you sitting there consuming? Or are you sitting there making advances to move your life forward? really important that you look at what you're looking to do in life what you want to achieve and really evaluate and then start doing stuff about it so i am the high street banker this is the peace love and prosperity podcast please pass the pod uh, we've got a few listens we have a handful of listeners currently i expect that to explode at some point but it only happen if you pass the pod so please pass the pod um on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you happen to have the opportunity to do so, I'd really appreciate it. At the end of the day, we're looking to share peace, love and prosperity. What greater thing could you look to do? Good luck and best wishes to you all. Mm -hmm.